0: Welcome to Listening Well with me, Stephanie, where every week I'm going to share some insights on how to live your best life. This week, we're talking all about overcoming your insecurities. Our insecurities. Like most things, we all have them, in whatever way, shape, or form, or however they end up expressing themselves. You know, that deep piercing, soul-snatching wave of emotion that floods your veins and consumes you from the inside out? Yes, insecurities can sometimes be daunting. But the thing is, oftentimes the cause for our insecurity is because of an event or situation that was completely out of our control. Maybe it was a partner that wasn't faithful to you and as a result developed an abandonment complex— or maybe you messed up a presentation in middle school which resulted in public speaking fear later on. When you are insecure, you feel like you can be easily uprooted and thrown off balanced. But the good news is that these insecurities can be overcome with enough work and action. So here are some tools I've used to overcome insecurities in the past and to help develop a sense of confidence. My first tip, is to identify your trigger and own it. Seriously, just own it. If you're feeling insecure in your relationship and have trouble trusting your partner, just say it out loud. I feel like insecurities fester when you stay silent and try to cover it up with your pride. Like, you know you have an insecurity, but you won't address it, which only gives that insecurity more power. Once you've owned it and the words are said out loud, it's almost like they're being brought to life. And this is the crux of self-awareness. Just knowing what it is that is triggering you or is making you feel withdrawn is key. And I'll be real here, when I was 20 years old, my boyfriend at the time, who I swear thought would be my forever husband, cheated on me and left our four-year relationship in tatters. It was traumatic for me. And as a result of this emotional trauma, I became insanely untrusting to my future partners, which resulted in a tendency to experience jealousy, and I just wasn't the best partner that I could be. It was just so irrational because not only were my future partners really just straight up good people, but... I knew better, right? I mean, I knew I was enough, and I knew that I was worthy of all the love and affection in the world. I was just so scarred. And this jealousy really only crippled my relationships with others. If you've experienced jealousy yourself, you'll know that it's really like the worst thing to feel. It's the complete opposite energy of love and a welcoming vibe. But I think I can confidently say that I've overcome jealousy by doing this technique of owning your shit. Literally saying out loud, even to a friend, yeah, man, you know, I have this jealousy thing that I'm finding really hard to shake, and I I want to shake it, but I can't quite seem how. And by acknowledging it, I'd slowly started to lose its power because you see your insecurity in front of you like an entity itself. And with kindness, of course, you become better and better at just going, you know, sorry, jealousy, not today. I see you, I feel you, but nah, you know, look, this isn't real. I know that this is my head unearthing past trauma to taunt me. So once you've identified your insecurity and bit by bit try to overcome it, those small wins will produce lasting change And then the next thing you know, you'll be able to laugh at the thing that made you feel insecure in the first place, and you can finally start to live in your highest power. My next tip for you when it comes to overcoming insecurities is to keep working on that growth mindset. I remember the first time I learned about the concepts of growth mindset and fixed mindset. I was stunned to realize that for the longest time, I had been operating with a fixed mindset throughout the start of my career. I would give up on a project the moment I met any adversity, or you know, I doubted myself when things didn't go my way and just assumed that this was gonna be the way it was forever. I wasn't willing to embrace the challenges that came my way, and not to mention my ability to receive feedback was shockingly poor. And I think this was because I thought I had it all figured out. I was working from this fixed mindset. I realized very quickly that I didn't have it all figured out because I was insecure in my workplace and definitely needed a mirror to look into. I remember that moment when willpower kicked in and instead of berating myself and my abilities, I realized that this was just the journey I was supposed to take. I was supposed to slip and fall, only to pick myself back up again, again and again. My insecurities motivated me to wanna do better, to be a better person, to do better, to be better at what I do. The growth mindset is great for managing any insecurities because you're less likely to fall victim to the I'm-not-good-enough talk that happens when we're feeling insecure. It gives you a sense of control because you are always reminded that you have the power to overcome your shortcomings and to turn any fallbacks into a learning experience. Because insecurities, they're made. They aren't inherent. You aren't born with these insecurities. They just add up through unresolved issues we face on this arduous journey we call life. So much insecurity arises when we compare ourselves to others, and having a growth mindset takes you out of that fixed conclusion that you aren't as successful as another person. Instead, having a growth mindset takes someone else's success and inspires you instead of leaving you feel threatened. To add on to my list of owning your shit, change happens when you put in the effort and you will yourself to change instead of expecting other people to change for you. If you feel like you're working from a limiting place, like you don't wanna be challenged or think that you've reached your optimal potential, then maybe it's time to explore this growth mindset framework so that you too can live a freer, happier life. My next tip, work on your self-talk. You know when you watch a show or you meet a character and they have this unshakable confidence that just blows you away? Like, you think, how can you have so much confidence and think you're that good? Of course, I'm not talking about those boasty, egotistical people, but, you know, those people that just really believe in themselves. You can tell that they know they can do it. It's really, truly inspiring. Confident people have an unwavering air about them that feels very rooted and secured with what they are, with who they are. Even if someone messes up, that redemption of coming back and trying again is something that we should all aspire to. It is so easy to speak to ourselves in a negative light, almost too easy. We continue to linger on our mistakes or shortcomings, and that eventually becomes the narrative and dictates the vibe you put out. It is much harder to change our self-talk for the better. It's like going against a stream, almost. I mean, it's really hard work. To truly believe that we are all inherently good enough, pretty enough, worthy enough, whatever enough, we have to deepen our compassion with ourselves. We have to be our own best cheerleader and best friend. One of my life coaches is a great believer in affirmations and once asked me to write my own to then post on my boudoir so that I'm reminded every day. Affirmations like, I am beautifully unique, or I can let this go and move forward, or my past does not determine my future, or I will nourish my body and wake up with vitality. The list goes on and on. I've actually added a website in the show notes of different affirmations that you can use for forgiveness, self-acceptance, and for those who are working with any body image issues. Really spend time focusing on what makes you so damn special, and keep those high-vibe thoughts at the forefront of your mind. You might also be familiar with affirmations in your yoga and meditation class where you're asked to silently repeat the words and then bring them to the heart in my work as a yoga and meditation teacher i often see that the source of so much insecurity is a result of not feeling safe in one's body like they've forgotten what their home base is and it's easy for them to fall off balance One way that helps me connect with myself during an insecure moment is to place one hand on heart and another on belly and with a loving smile repeat some of these affirmations quietly to myself to really feel them. I feel my breath meet my palms and with a smile I repeat an affirmation and let it sink deep into my being. With repetition and good intention, maybe, just maybe, I will begin to believe myself. This tip lends off the previous thought on improving self-talk, and it's to strike your power pose. This tip is used mainly in the context of overcoming insecurities before a big presentation or needing to have an important discussion in your workplace. And one way to do this is to display in our body language that we are great and awesome I am reminded of one of the Friends episodes where Bruce Willis's character, Paul, has this mirror scene. For my fellow Friends fans, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. He is nervous about dating Rachel Green, played by Jennifer Aniston, and so he goes in front of a mirror and tries to calm himself down through a little self-talk. He checks on his pecs and tells himself he's a neat guy, that he's still got it and of course, that he's just a love machine. But then he further boosts his self-confidence by flexing his muscles and making manly caveman sounds in the mirror. (laughs) He's intentionally made himself big and bold. He was striking what Harvard psychologist, Amy Cuddy, dubbed as a power pose. Well, his version of it anyway. Huddy argues that power posing can be more effective than traditional confidence-boosting exercises, like improving your self-talk mentioned in the previous episode. Power posing asks you to make your body big and expansive, holding your arms and legs away from your body like you're a big star or by putting your hands on your hips with your chest proud. This, in turn, gives you the confidence boost you need if you're out to deliver a presentation. Remember, poses or postures that have you scrunched up or hunched over, arms crossed, only adds to your insecurity because it sends a message to others that you don't want to be seen. How you present yourself physically can impact the ways you feel mentally. If you want to further this practice of power posing, you can try incorporating a lion's breath in at the same time. This is what I do when I have to go up on stage to host a live event, because it not only relieves tension, but it also stretches your entire face. A demonstration of the lion's breath is in the show notes. I mean, it looks and feels so silly, but I love weird techniques that challenge you to come out of your shell. I do believe that self-consciousness or not willing to try new things keeps you feeling small and insecure. So if you step out of that box of comfort and try something different, you'll immediately feel more assured because you took those steps to get there. If you're curious as to what the lion's breath is, it's pretty easy. You inhale through the nose and then exhale strongly through the mouth as you open it as wide as you can, sticking your tongue out as far as you can towards your chin, making a ha sound. (sighs) So if you couple this lion's breath in with your power pose and make your posture big and really stretch out the muscles in your face, you immediately feel a bit more whole and significant. My last thought when it comes to overcoming your insecurities is to surround yourself with people that make you feel good. I have a good friend who, in moments of my own insecurity, I turn to for support. She's just so understanding, and it helps that she's been through much of the crap I was going through already and thus has firsthand experience and really good feedback on what to say. And I'll always remember her telling me, Oh, boo, if only you could see what I see. It was so genuine, and it made me slightly emotional, in fact. Because for a second there, I put myself in her shoes and felt the compassion that she was giving me. And even for just a moment, I started to see it in myself. It's so important to surround yourself with people who see you as a champion and full of potential, and really to cut out those who feed your insecurity or bring you down. And this is part of growing up, right? You're trimming the fat and cutting out those people who you know deep down don't serve you. But of course, maybe because of legacy or obligation, you feel like you have to stay in that relationship at times. But just establish your boundaries. You know who those people are that cheer you on and genuinely want to see you win. You can just feel it. As I age, my spidey senses for people like this have become so strong. I just know when someone is trying to fish out information for their own benefit as opposed to being genuinely interested in what I'm doing. I can see through the mask of supposed interest and care and see the underlying jealousy or envy. And thus, my tolerance for bullshit is dwindling as the days go by. And so should yours. Thank you for listening well. We'd love it if you could follow us on our social media. We're on Instagram at listeningwellpodcast. Or you can find us on Twitter at well underscore listening. Most importantly, though, I want to hear from you. What are you personally working on right now on this journey to becoming your best self? You can message me directly on Instagram. For a list of all the platforms we're on, you can visit the link to our website in the show notes. Thanks again, and I'll see you back here next week.